Hi, this is Kate. And I'm Amy. And welcome to the Hush My Mouth podcast. Hi. Hello. How's your week this week? Well, it's exciting uh, for two reasons. Number one, I'm getting ready to go on vacation. Woo, we so love a vacation. Nothing more exciting than getting in vacation head. Uh, number two, it is also the start of my favorite season of the year, football season. Uh-oh. Yes, I love football. Yay! <laughs> so all the games are back. Uh, our Hokies did great the first week. Not so great yesterday. Oh. But I really prefer college ball. I like to watch all the games. And so um, at least the exciting ones. So uh, I did watch Texas and out beat Alabama. Oh, wow. I didn't even hear about that. Yes, it was last night. That's so big Texas, news. Yeah, Texas is ranked 11th, I think. But any t- And they beat Alabama at home. Wow. I think it was the first time, and I know there's a sports critic out there that has the exact stats, but it had been many moons. Well, that's bi- that's a big deal, right? Because yeah. Alabama has been amazing for so many years. That's right. They're I mean, I think Texas has been pretty good too, right? But you not know, like in that top one, two, three. Yeah, they, they've they been kind of, you know, hot and cold, on again, off again. I think this was the first year, I think they had been ranked as high as they had in the beginning in a while. Okay. Um, But yeah, so I'm, I know there's probably... I mean, I'm not a Longhorn, but I imagine that there's a lot of very happy Longhorns. I'm sure they were rocking in Austin. <laughs> but there has been. There's a, usually that first week or first two weeks, there's usually not a lot of upset, but there's been a lot of upset uh, just to start off. So that's pretty exciting. That's that I is like. exciting. Yeah. I I have to say I don't follow football as much as I used to, but um, I, I love a good college football game. Yeah. So, well, good. It's um, game snacks. Oh, Yes. Yes. Game lounging. Yeah. <laughs> we begin the the uh, the end of my diet and the beginning of my diet starting in January season. <laughs> I love it. How about you? What'd you do this week? Well, this week I um, have had some obstacles to overcome around the house. I have had to break out my toolbox. Oh boy. Which is not exactly my comfort zone. I have hung a picture. I, you know, had to get my little, I actually had to use my iPhone level app nice. because I couldn't find my real level. I don't know where it is. So I had to put a new license plate on my car Ooh. and I had to get the, you know how the dealership always wants to like brand the car. Oh yeah. I hate that. Yeah, I do too. And they had put, where I live, we don't have to have a license plate on the front of the car. It's not right. required. And so I prefer not to because I just think aesthetically it's more pleasing without the license plate on the front. (laughs) (laughs) But they had already put their little dealership plate on the front. Mm -hmm. So I had to figure out how to get that off. I was like, heck no. Um, But then like the worst of it involved some no longer living animals in my backyard. Oh no. That were brought to me by my two-year-old puppy dog oh as a present a gift and I mean I can't even explain to you like I I should have a camera a microphone outside for these occasions because I'm sure my neighbors were laughing their asses off listening to me (laughs) 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 screaming crying trying to figure out what to do but I took care of it it happened a couple of times which is really unusual and actually I'm not really sure what was going on I mean we've had the record heat yeah 
I don't know if these uh, poor little creatures just drop dead because of that. <laughs> I don't know. There didn't seem to be any other explanation. But anyway, I was left to deal with it and deal with it. I did. All right, so this week we have a special guest joining us, and we're going to be talking a little bit about, because this person is in her 20s, we're going to talk a little bit about what life is like in your 20s. So Amy and I will hearken back, <laughs> and and my niece, Olivia, who's visiting us from New York, Hi. <laughs> is going to talk um, with us too, and we'll just kind of see where it goes. So, Olivia, maybe just give everybody kind of a quick introduction about yourself and um, a little bit about you and kind of what you're doing right now. Cool. Um, I'm Olivia, the aforementioned niece. I currently, I'm 24. I live in New York City, Brooklyn, specifically Bushwick, more specifically. Um, I have two roommates. I graduated from college. I went to Syracuse. I graduated in like kind of 2020, kind of 2021 because of the whole pandemic thing that happened. Yeah, I am an actor in New York City, but I also have 10 million other jobs and it's fun. So you're not from that area? No, I'm from, I, whenever people like ask me, I'm always like, I'm from all over the South. And then they're like, what does that mean? And I go, I've lived in seven states. And they're like, wow, what states? And then I list all of them. And that's always how the conversation goes. <laughs> well, I can relate because yeah. I, you know, well, you know that I grew up in the military. And so it's just always curious to me, like, how people end up where they are yeah. from where they came from. And to me, you ending up in New York isn't that surprising because I know what your interests are. Yeah. But it is a far cry from where you went to high school and yeah. all that. Well, now now it's kind of weird, too, because I've technically lived in the state of New York the longest I've ever lived anywhere. Because mm -hmm. I, like, went to school for four years upstate. And now I've lived in New York City for three years. And so it's – but New Yorkers are so weird about being, like, when can you say that you're from New York? And I wouldn't – I mean, at least right now, I wouldn't say I'm from New York. I say I'm, like – from the south but that's just as vague <laughs> so <laughs> so i don't know someday i'll be able to claim a, a space i guess but. well i think sooner than later it feels to me like you've earned it i don't know people are are testy up there yeah about their preferences and what you're allowed to claim yourself <laughs> as i guess well i know we've amy and i've talked before about like kind of well, Amy grew up in Virginia, and yeah. I went to high school and college there, mm -hmm. and now we obviously don't live in Virginia anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a big wide world out there to find. Yeah. Do you have to have the accent? Is that it? If you don't have the New York accent? I've found myself occasionally, because both of my roommates are from Long Island. A lot of my very, very good friends are from Long Island or New York area, like adjacent. And I have sometimes I find myself with a slight... I can't even do it if I'm talking about it, but I'll say like can sometimes instead of can or like little things like that. And I'll hear myself doing it and I'm like, Olivia, what are you doing? Because I pride myself on not really having too much of an accent from anywhere. Like a lot of the time when I tell people I'm from the South, they'll be like, you don't sound like it. And I'm like, my mom made sure of that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but so Olivia, tell us the jobs that you've had oh my God. since you've graduated and you know you can like forecast into the future maybe yeah. where you'd like to be yeah I 
my friends and I kind of joke that I'm like, this is maybe for the younger crowd listening, but I'm like the Pokemon nurse that like works at every store in the Pokemon universe. Like every store they go into, it's always the same like stock character. And I kind of feel like that's how I am because I have like seven jobs at any given moment. Um, when I first moved to New York City, I was a nanny. And then I worked at Leven Bakery for like a year. Then I got my first like professional acting gig. So I like worked in Virginia for a summer doing a show down there for like two months. Then I came back to New York and I was like still kind of working at the bakery. And I started working for a children's theater company and I'm like part of their company now, but I also like teach with them. So I do teaching artist stuff through that um, and still do shows with them and stuff. And then I also... Uh, I am a trivia host. <laughs> I host trivia two nights a week and it's really, really fun. Um, I do get paid for it, shockingly. <laughs> um, I, I'm currently a barista. I worked at the Guggenheim for like two years. Yeah, I do a lot of things. <laughs> projecting into the future, I would like to have less jobs. That's kind of my goal. Less jobs, preferably um, with more money. <laughs> Yeah. I think those are good goals. Yeah. I, mean, I think that's everyone's goal when they're in their 20s, yeah. right? And so it's funny because when I kind of started thinking about this a little bit, I started to realize I had a ton of jobs in yeah. my 20s too. And usually I had at least two or three jobs at the same time. I, can, I can't live with more. If I Even if I have a week where I'm like off from trivia hosting or I'm off from teaching or acting or whatever and I'm just like being a barista or I was just working at the Guggenheim I would get like stressed because mm-hmm. I'm not used to only doing one thing you're I'd like, be like what is this I know time I know I'd be like why am I doing like I'm wasting my life away with one job how do people do this um yeah, yeah. no it's interesting I um I worked at Barnes and Noble for a little bit at the same time I worked at Big Brothers Big Sisters which I don't know if people are familiar but it's like a it's an organization that pairs up adults with oh, uh, like yeah. at-risk youth. And um, it kind of, I got into it because I was also working at the juvenile detention home that Amy yeah. and I interned at when we were in college. I worked there as a part-time employee for a few years. And then I worked for a private company that did family services. So I was mentoring and eventually doing some, I wouldn't really call it therapy, but Um, working with kids that were at risk either in the court system or the school system um, and their families for many years but it's just so funny because I also worked at a bakery once but I only lasted there for like two or three days because (laughs) (laughs) you had to be there at like five o'clock in the morning it's a tough life as a baker barista and it was standing that killed me I was standing up all the time and I was just so used to in my other jobs like driving around in my car and like doing activities and stuff all mm-hmm. day, you know, going to people's houses or taking them to appointments or whatever it was, you know? Oh my goodness. Those Levin cookies. That was like my currency with my friends for a while. Like I would show up at like a bar at 10 PM after my shift with like 15 cookies in a box and they'd all be like, woo. You, you need to eat before you drink. Exactly. What's your favorite out of what you've done and, oh, and your least favorite? <laughs> um, My favorite is 
probably I mean I, it's nothing I can make a career out of but I do really love trivia hosting it's really fun and like my friends come and once I had a famous person come which was super fun like a couple weeks ago um and she was so nice I've had a couple famous people actually I'm not gonna lie I had a MasterChef contestant come and the girl who was love Quinn on you she came to my trivia, which was very cool. Victoria Padretti, shout out. Um, <laughs> a longtime fan of the pod. Um, uh, so I would say trivia hosting is probably my favorite. And then, oh, my least favorite. I mean, Leven was rough. Arguably, I, th- I do think my least favorite job was when I had, like, post-college very briefly in Syracuse. And then, like, during college when I worked at a vegan restaurant that was pretty horrible. It was, and I had just torn my ACL and it hadn't been fixed. So I was like limping to work uh, uphill in the snow, both ways vibes. Um, and it was hard and awful. And that it was, was still in Syracuse. It was right? in Syracuse. Yeah. But then for like a month when I had just graduated and was like waiting to move to the city, like after Christmas in January, no fun. <laughs> that And now it's closed. So maybe it's my fault. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I I have really good memories, but I also like thinking back on like that decade. It just changes so radically from the beginning of the decade to the end of the decade. So yeah. you're not even halfway through. I know. Yes. I mean, I feel like I'm a hundred years old. <laughs> it's so hard all the time. And that's why when you get older, you'll be like, I want zero jobs. Yep. And all the money. And a lot of money. Yeah. It'd be nice. Yeah. I don't even need a lot of money. I don't even know what I would spend a lot of money on. Like, I just want enough money to, like, sometimes buy a cute top. <laughs> That'd be nice. And make my rent. Like, that's all I got to be doing. Well, I certainly wasn't thinking about anything too crazy money-wise when yeah. I was that age either. You just want to be able to pay your bills and not have, like, stress over just those basic things. Yeah. And I do love New York. I don't foresee myself not living in New York anytime soon, but three bucks, two bags, one me, as they yeah, say. Yeah. <laughs> it's me. Okay, so we have to get into it. Mm -hmm. It may be a little uncomfy, (laughs) but hopefully it'll just be fun. Okay. We have to talk about dating in our 20s. So I'm going to put Amy on the spot first. (gasps) Okay. (laughs) And she can give us a little recap of dating life and what that was like. (laughs) I got married in my early 20s, so (laughs) stupidly. I don't know why we got married so early. Um, gosh, I, I, that's like way back. I'm, I'm really curious to see how dating has changed, um, and what has stayed the same. So mm-hmm. obviously we didn't have cell phones and text messaging and all that stuff. You know, we had to, we had to hunt our men down. <laughs> <laughs> well, we person. didn't have online dating services. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think maybe like there was something like video dating services that were starting up around that time yeah. but it was certainly not any kind of like a you know now like at your fingertips kind mm-hmm. of thing yeah so and I guess I had the benefit of not like I only dated in college because I met my husband in college so there wasn't any after college dating um in college it's easy because everyone's right in your face you know so you just meet people that way so I'm I'm yeah that's unless we bring them to specific people which I don't know that I'm <laughs> going to <laughs> We don't have to get into specifics. Yeah. So um, they know who they are. That's right. <laughs> so Olivia, without outing anyone, <laughs> unless you want to, which yeah, we would like, love to hear. Drama. 
tell us a little bit about what it's been like dating in New York because, you know, my only reference is Sex and the City. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen Sex and the City. I've only seen the first episode. For me, I think of, I feel like Sex and the City's more modern equivalent, which is Girls yeah. on HBO. That's kind of what I feel like is more similar to my life, I guess, just because they are in their early 20s. They're living in Brooklyn. Um, they're all awful. <laughs> Um, famously, they're all pretty horrible. Um, I think it's just, I didn't really date in college is my big difference, I guess. I went to theater school, so most people there were not interested in girls, um, or <laughs> if they were, I mean, I, I, of course, like, I had Hinge and, and Bumble and whatever those apps are, and I would try, but it's just not really, bit, it wasn't really my thing in college, and then since moving to New York City, I think it's interesting it's very because it's such a big city and everyone is busy all the time takes forever to get anywhere really so like if I'm I live in Brooklyn like if I'm on a dating app and I see that someone lives on the Upper West Side I'm like nope <laughs> that's too far away that's long distance I'm not doing that <laughs> um, so it's like that kind of and I also think it's hard when it seems like there's always kind of the next like you're sure you're with someone but then it's like but what if the next best person's out there on an app or on the subway and I'm like, you know, I don't know. I feel like that's a mindset that people tend to have in New York City that makes dating a lot harder there as opposed to if I was in like a small town or I went to school and like with everyone I went to high school with. Um, or maybe like the yeah. options are just fewer. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So huh. do you feel like it's more casual or do you think people like at your age, because you're, you're 24? Yeah. Okay. And, um, or do you feel like there's people looking for, like, relationships? It's definitely more casual. I mean, the average age to get married in New York City is, like, 33, I think. Yeah. So it's, like, people take That's their time. That's not a bad thing. Yeah, yeah, I mean. I mean, I didn't get married till I was 29, which is obviously younger than 33, mm -hmm. but I felt like a dinosaur. Yeah. And really, I mean, I think a lot of people in our generation did wait until they were older, but not everyone. I mean, you guys got married. You and Chris got married when you were 23. 23. Oh my yeah. gosh. Which is more like, you know, kind of like your what child our bride. Parents, <laughs> their generation, you know? Yeah. Right, right. So. And I mean, it's still that way. It's also interesting, too. I think, like, being from the South, like, I'm on Instagram and I see girls that I went to high school with that never left Clemson and they're all engaged or married or have kids. And I'm like, I look at them and I'm like, you are a child. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. But I guess that's just that's just how it is down there. And I also think like somewhere that's that rural too, there's a lot to do. Like, right, you get married because it's fun, and you're you want to have a big party. I guess <laughs> that's what it looks like from the outside, at least. Well, and then I, I do think it's regional to a degree. Yeah. Like, kind of what expectations are, and mm -hmm. you know, you see what other people in your community are doing. Yeah. So same for you living in a big city. It's not as common mm -hmm. and. So, you know, people don't have that same expectation, I think. Yeah. I mean, I don't live there, so I don't know. But that's my guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was joking with my friend um, earlier. I, w I was texting her because I'm staying here and, like, you guys have a dog. And I was like, oh, I wish I had a dog. And I was like, 
it's so funny that I feel like even just a couple years ago, I was like, by the time I'm 30, I want to be married with a house and an amazing career and whatever. And now I'm like, by the time I'm 30, I just want a dog. <laughs> it's my only goal <laughs> anymore. I don't even really need an amazing career or anything. I just, or a house. I just want a it's dog. It's a low bar, Olivia. I it's a low bar, but... you're easily going to meet that But one. you know what people say? Like, keep your expectations low so then you're never disappointed. <laughs> um, or you just keep moving the goalpost. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's the thing. I remember... We had a mutual friend in college that was kind of like, she had this master plan of, I want to be married by this age. I want to have three kids by the time I'm 30. You just have to get to a point where you say, that's either not realistic or what's the rush? Mm-hmm. You know, it's okay. You know, there doesn't have to be a magic age, even if someone else is doing something. The magic age is for you. Yeah. For you. That's definitely been something I've been coming to terms with recently. Okay, good. The, the what's the rush. I'm like, yeah. I don't need to do anything. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> You know, and And that's a a theme of your 20s that I think is something that I remember so much about it is like, you know, it's very different when you only really have yourself that you're responsible for. I mean, not even talking about dating necessarily, but just like everyday life. Like sometimes I would eat once a day. Oh, that's all I do. Sometimes I would eat three meals, but that was rare. Yeah. You sleep when you want. You eat when you want. You go do what you want when you want. (laughs) I think with the dating thing, I'm like, I haven't really found anyone that I've been like, oh, I want to like, I want you to know my sleep habits and how many crumbs are in my bed and how how often I am drinking when I shouldn't be. And, you know, I only need myself to know those things about me (laughs) right now. Well, and I think that's great. You know, I personally, I mean, I met my husband when I was 23. I didn't date a lot between college and then. I mean, it was only, that was only a couple of years, but, um, but it's nice to have that time. I Mm -hmm. think when you, have even if you are in a relationship but it's different when you get married and then maybe your focus shifts a little bit mm-hmm. and you know I, I think sometimes when it's happening and you have something in your mind that you want to be different it can feel like a long time but I have so many great memories from just hanging out with my friends and just yeah. you know doing things that you know it's different it's not worse mm-hmm. when you're married or once you have kids or it's just so different yeah I really like I know this sounds a little sappy but I definitely cherish that time mm-hmm. when I was just single and you know when I was 23 I bought my first house and I was like this is awesome <laughs> I can decorate and do whatever I want yeah. I can you know like um I'm blanking on what that movie is or where she talks about being able to get up in the middle of the night and make herself a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and <laughs> nobody can tell her that she can't what is it <laughs> I'll have to think about it I can't remember what the oh movie I don't is, know what but, that is um anyway I think it's just it's a it's an important time in your life so I'm always like what are you doing Olivia where are you going today what are you, <laughs> where are you, what are you and your friends up to because yeah. it's it's nice kind of like reliving that a little bit through yeah. you and I'm usually like crying. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes, Most sometimes time. crying. I'm a cancer though. That's like what I'm supposed to do. That's, that's what we do to keep the world spinning. Yeah. Well, Amy, I know you got married young, but yeah. what do you think? Like, what are some of your best memories of being in your twenties? I remember being young and I remember thinking, uh, we were always our other Amy roommate, we, uh, Amy, our roommate, Amy, we were always, um, saying things like oh I don't have a boyfriend right now or I don't you know it just felt like the end of the world and uh we'll never meet anybody 
Um, and uh, obviously, it you know just works out that way. So, so what other things should we know about what life is like in New York in your twenties? Um, I mean, you have so many friends that are doing all kinds of fun and my exciting friends do things. lots of wacky things. Yeah. They're all wonderful. I have a friend who was just on Funny Girl on Broadway, just closed last week. I'm very happy for her, proud of her. Um, I have some friends who just bought their, not bought, oh my God, we're not nearly, and none of us are close enough to being able to buy an apartment in New York City, but they just like started renting a house. It's like right down the street from me, which is super fun. And it's kind of their first like really like big kid there's a basement and a backyard and they want a garden and there's exposed brick and they have an office it's like real place which is cool um and I can walk there and I can sleep there when my AC doesn't work which is all the time (laughs) um another big difference between your experience in the 20s and our experience in the 20s is the internet and social media yeah true yeah i don't really have instagram anymore i'm pretty proud of myself for that one every time i opened it it used to make me cry i was like i should get rid of this probably that coincides with the dating thing (laughs) um (laughs) so i got rid of that i'm just kind of a i'm a twitter and tiktok girl these days you're not allowed to say Twitter anymore, are you? I'm saying Twitter. Yeah, what, what <laughs> I'm sorry. It? It's called X. X. Oh, yeah, it's so stupid. That. I'm not calling it that. And my my phone, I have like personalized, so my apps are the same color, and I like named them all or whatever. And it's staying Twitter in my phone. <laughs> there you go. Um, so, so how is it like? So one thing, if if we dated and broke up with someone, or they broke up with us, it could be the end of whenever you saw them. That would be it. Never again. So what's it like stalking them on the internet? Because we didn't get to stalk them It's horrible. Later. <laughs> I mean, it's why I got rid of my Instagram. <laughs> Embarrassingly. I just get really obsessed with, I, I'm really bad at just being like, okay, that's it. Like, I'm never going to know you. I don't want to know what you're doing. I'm like, no, I want to know everything about what you're doing 24-7 all day, every day. Which makes me sound like a stalker. But it's true. Um, and so... I, yeah, the Instagram rabbit hole just runs so deep because all of a sudden you'll be like five years back on their tagged photos of their friend, of their friend, of their friend. And you're like, what am I doing? It's like two in the morning and you need to go to sleep. And I'm like, what is wrong with me? Yeah, I had to get, had to get that capability off my phone. Well, and does it feel different with like, again, we didn't have this added level of rejection in a way. Um, (laughs) Like, if you're friends with someone on Instagram and you were dating, and let's say it didn't go well, regardless of who broke up with who, mm-hmm. um, is it is it more difficult than when they, like, suddenly privatize their account and you're no longer in it? Like, does it feel like an extra, like, kick in the face? Um, or? For me, the worst, this is so awful what I'm about to say, the worst kick in the face for me is when they're, like, doing so well on Instagram. <laughs> and I'm like... I'm like, you're not doing that well without me. Like, shut up. Like, I hate, I hate when, like, there was, uh, not to put him on blast, but there was someone that I was seeing, like, in the spring of this year. He was great. We just, it just didn't work out or whatever. But he, like, posted an Instagram that was like, life is so good right now. Like, a couple weeks after we broke up, and I was like, I'm gonna mail a bomb to your house. I was like, how dare you? And so that, then, and then when I was having those feelings, I was like, Olivia, maybe you shouldn't have this at your disposal. Like, maybe you don't need to be seeing these things. And also, I don't really like posting on Instagram. I don't, like, I'll post it, not to be like, oh, I have so many followers, but I'll, I just have moved a lot, went to college, like, have known a lot of people. So I have a fair bit of people who, like, see the stuff I post. And I'll post a story of just, like, a tree that I think is pretty. And then it'll have, like, 
500 views on my story. And I'm like, why do I need 500 people like being reminded that I exist? (laughs) I'm, I'm just kind of like, I don't really want you to know what I'm doing or I'll post a like physical post occasionally. Like I posted one on my birthday but even that, I don't know. I, I've started getting a little skeezed out by people like s- seeing my face and being reminded of me as a person. <laughs> and like on apps like Twitter or TikTok, I feel like they're way less personal than Instagram is. And I'm just like, why Why do I need to be knowing what like my seventh grade bully is doing? <laughs> I don't want to know. But then it feels rude to like unfollow someone because it's like, I still know you and like we know each other. I don't want to unfollow you because that just feels mean, I guess. See, I don't have that issue. Really? I, I think it's it's also a generational thing though because I don't have the same connection to social media that you do. Yeah. It's, it's not nearly as meaningful or important. Mm-hmm. So I rarely ever am on it and I have absolutely no concern about whether somebody um, thinks, oh, why doesn't she follow me back? Mm-hmm. Or, and you know, maybe that's why I don't have very many followers. Yeah. I'm okay with yeah. that. <laughs> oh, I think you can definitely tell, like, how, how old someone is by the number of followers they have. Because yeah. I think, <clears throat> unless you're using it, like, I do, I do know some people use Facebook and not just LinkedIn as a connection and network and stuff, which I'm always a little wary of these days when I get any kind of Facebook request from somebody I went to high school with. Cause I'm thinking we've been on Facebook now since what? 2008. Yeah. And you're just now friending me. And it's usually cause they're selling something or you know what I mean? Mm. Like they're, they're trying to network out and I'm like, I'm not here for it. We didn't, we didn't know each other in high school. So let's not, <laughs> let's not pretend. But, um, but yeah, that you can definitely tell with a lot of, you know, to have like a th- couple thousand followers. I was like, I don't think I've known a couple thousand people in my life. Um, but <laughs> Um, but you'd be right. surprised, but yeah, but I do get, I, I do, I would love to be able to question some people that drop off my Facebook. Like some people drop off cause they just, they inactivate their account. Mm-hmm. Right. And then some people just stop friending you. And I'm like, what, what, what did I do? I didn't, well, exactly. I, I don't get crazy on my, I just share pictures of my vacation and, um, you know, I'm pretty nice on Facebook. Yeah. So. I mean, some people aren't and I've dropped them cause yeah. I'm like, I don't need, I don't need negativity, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so yeah. I think it's also hard now because the the way that my generation I feel like uses Instagram is very it's so clearly only the best parts of your life. And I remember like watching the way that my parents used Facebook when I was in like middle school. They were kind of more lenient about sharing pros and cons, like sharing a like oh no, like popped my tire on the way to work or something like that and like people just don't do that on Instagram it's just so only about like how great I look in this outfit and this amazing vacation I'm on and all of my hot friends and whatever and it's just like hard to constantly be looking at that I think when it's just so like not reality for anyone you know but do you think that um is kind of getting into the awareness of your generation more so that it's not as problematic or no what what I mean is like everyone who's on Instagram who's not you know a child or Mm -hmm. whatever like or an 80 year old grandma maybe but (laughs) they all know it's like so curated you know but and I guess that's why it doesn't affect me that way because Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to see that you had, like, the best day of your life in your backyard with your kids, whatever, mm-hmm. but 
I know what it looked like when you went inside. And so I just, I just don't think about it that way, but I guess it sounds like it's still something that is really impactful for younger people to just, you know, feel like they're not measuring up, even though they know it's maybe not reality. Yeah. Well, and now it's kind of even weirder because at least in New York, I feel like the way that people interact with Instagram, people will now do like curated chaos is what I feel like they try to brand it as. So you do like a 10 post, a 10 photo like dump on your Instagram and it'll be like, really aesthetically pleasing trash on the street and like (laughs) this building with like this beautiful but it's so there's something about it that I think is so like effortless I'm being so effortlessly cool Mm. and like it's even if it doesn't look like your idea of glamorous or like even if there's not like a hundred filters on it it's just like weirdly that's what my generation has started doing Mm. it's it's more about like my my thrifted outfit that I got and you can never have it because I got it from the thrift and it's like a one of a kind whatever <laughs> you know like it's weird it's very strange to me and yeah. I'm just like not about it anymore I don't like it but on Twitter I'm really funny so <laughs> I stack up against the big dogs on Twitter so switch I've gotta I've gotta find you what's your Twitter handle uh it's just my name Olivia St. Peter I've never um, been on Twitter. I love Twitter. What? I love I Twitter because I love gossip and celebrities. And <laughs> people are always like, my Twitter's so negative. And I'm like, you're just not following the right people. I don't follow a single politician on my Twitter. That's not what it's for. Right. You know? It's for me <laughs> to see. They don't want to hear that. Though. Exactly. They're, they're it's for that. me to see what, like, eggplant lover XX3 is, like, posting about Taylor Swift. Like, that's what I'm there for. <laughs> Twitter's the place for snark, yeah, you know? And that's what I'm really good at. <laughs> Um, my other favorite Twitter account currently is this guy who is editing Paddington Bear into a TV show, video game, or movie until he forgets. And he's been doing it for like 400 days. And it'll be like Paddington Bear in Bridge of Spies or like Paddington Bear in the Mario movie. And they're all really good. I follow Paddington on Instagram. I follow. I also follow regular Paddington on Twitter and I have my post notifications on. So randomly I'll get a thing from Twitter and I'll be like oh who's messaging me or whatever but it's just Paddington Bear being like today I'm gonna eat a crumpet and dance in the rain I like, know, and doesn't it make you so happy I love it when Twitter's not all negative well but I'm getting it on Instagram so I guess maybe that's <laughs> I'm, I feel like I'm not losing anything but I don't know I'll think about it mm-hmm. I'll think about it <laughs> I love it plus then you always have the opportunity I mean Olivia lives in New York so she always has that I guess opportunity to see famous people we don't get that as much here in texas Um, but on twitter when you have someone who's famous that ends up liking something you tweeted i feel like that's a secondary like yeah famous by association (laughs) yeah so because i had jason sudeikis (gasps) mine when um ted lasso first came out no way yes because what happened was i'm a big fan of fortune feimster and she had commented on it and I commented on her um, tweet because I was like, oh, my gosh. Yes, we just started watch it, watching it. It's amazing. This is before, of course, it got crazy and everyone was watching it because, of course, you know me. I'm at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and he ended up liking my tweet. And so I was like, oh, You're my God. You're brushed with fame. I know. That, that's all I have. I had Mike Birbiglia like some of my TikTok comments recently, and that was a big one for me. I love Mike Birbiglia. My friend made a post – because he was like at a party with Taylor Swift and my friend made a post 
about them being together and she was like the intersection of people that like Taylor Swift and Mike Birbiglia is probably very small and I commented on it and was like OMG like let's start a group chat with them and Mike Birbiglia liked my comment and so I was like start the group chat with me Mike like please (laughs) longtime listener of the pod Mike Birbiglia please (laughs) like I'll send you my number (laughs) this week in the zeitgeist we're talking about the impending arrival of fall. Woo! My favorite season for sure. And I guess there's lots of indicators that fall is on the way. And one is the pumpkin flavors arrival at Starbucks. Woo! Let's go! <laughs> what what is the hype? I I'm not a coffee drinker. So I'm not going to get like a pumpkin flavored hot chocolate, which is what I usually, I usually go to Starbucks for hot chocolate or iced tea. Mm -hmm. So what am I missing? I just love it. I don't know. I get into arguments with people all the time because they're like, that's so basic of you. And I'm like, I'm basic. Like, what's the issue? (laughs) Like, what is wrong with being basic at the end of the day? It's basic and beloved by all for a reason, i.e., the pumpkin spice latte, the PSL. It's delicious. <laughs> I don't care what anyone has to say about it. The new Starbucks flavors this year, I haven't really tried yet. I know there's the pumpkin cream cold foam, which my friends all really love, but I don't really drink cold drinks. And also I'm like, it's fall. Like you want a warm drink? Yeah. Um, and so I'll get a pumpkin spice latte with an extra shot of espresso <laughs> and oat milk. And it's really good. But they also brought out this year a baked apple croissant. Oh, now that oh, is right yeah. up my alley. It's, I've woken up now. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. I had that on the first day of fall. Now, can you eat that with the pumpkin spice latte, or is that like counteract? The- I mean, I ate it with the pumpkin spice latte, and I had a great time. So it's <laughs> just me. You can also get, apparently the new one is an iced apple crisp oat milk shaken espresso, and my roommate did get that the other day and was like, this is the best thing I've ever had in my life. But again, that's cold. And it's also smaller because it's a shaken espresso. So it's like not a lot of coffee. Um, my coffee shop that I work for, apparently, we're getting in a pumpkin caramel drink, mm. which I'm interested. I don't love caramel particularly, but I love pumpkin clearly. So maybe they'll balance each other out. Um, I love it. I'm so excited. Mm. And living in New York when it's fall is, it does make me feel like an elite human being like I'm like walking around <laughs> listening to the one Harry Met Sally soundtrack I was gonna say when yeah. Harry Met Sally yeah. you've got mail yeah. like these are the visions that I have of New York in the fall yeah I'm like wearing a bowler hat and loafers and a gorgeous fuzzy uh, sweater oh my god the best sweaters you've ever seen <laughs> um it does make me feel like an elitist piece of garbage but I love it <laughs> I'm like it's so beautiful here it's like everything You're allowed is, to enjoy it. That doesn't yeah. make you an elitist. But it's just the New York of it all. People are like, we get it. It's New York City. Man. I'm like, it's people call it the greatest city in the world for a reason. I'm sorry. I just I've always loved fall since I was a kid. I just summer's too hot. Winter's too cold. Mm-hmm. Spring is too stormy and rainy. And so fall is just like that perfect. perfect time where you're you can kinda, wear tights again. You can wear tights. You can wear boots. You can wear sweaters. It's the best fashion for it's sure. It's leading up to the holidays. The weather is crisp. Uh, I could cry. <laughs> <Can I? laughs> I don't care. I love it. <laughs> it would be just beautiful. Um, well, yeah, you're right because our, you know, it, the leaves change if you don't blink for about five seconds here. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right. It's just like waking up and it's in the 50s. So it's not cold, but it's just enough that, you know, you're like, ooh, 
I'm so excited to be able to sleep in a sweatshirt and sweatpants and socks again with my little fall candle watching Gilmore Girls. (laughs) Oh my God. I don't care. I don't care how I sound. I love it. I don't care how lame I sound. I know I should be like, I like the winter and it's like dark and whatever. No, No. I love fall. I love Halloween. I love scary movies. I love going to the pumpkin patch. Mm. The app. Oh my God. When I lived in Syracuse, shout out specifically to Beacon Skiff Apple Orchard, 1911 Brewery. If I ever get married, let's all cross our fingers. <laughs> I, I will be getting married at the brewery at 1911. It's the biggest apple orchard in New York State. It is stunning in the fall. They do flights of apple cider, and they have, like, new flavors every season, and you're, like, overlooking this valley into the Adirondacks, and, like, Oh my God! The you need leaves. to send me the link. I need to see. You this. need to look at it. Well, not only that, but you better go ahead and reserve it now because it sounds like something <laughs> that like pretty popular books. T- I don't years know. In I don't know. I should honestly look into it. You're right. I need to find someone who wants to marry me first. <laughs> well, you know, just but- you know, yeah. Every year for the next five years, <laughs> just pick a date. Exactly. Just book. You know, I'm sure if you cancel within uh, 24 hours, you get a refund. That's right. Oh just yeah, have it set up. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, I, it's the most beautiful place on earth. Just Shout keep out to moving them. the deposit. If you want their cider, I do think they sell it at Trader Joe's, but I don't know if it's only New York City, like New York State. Yeah, it may local. not. It may be regional. I think they had some when I went to the Trader Joe's in Virginia, though. Anyway, I'm getting off topic, but it's this beautiful apple orchard. Love it. Sounds the big gorgeous. apple. It sounds amazing. Upstate fall. There's nothing like it. There's really no. nothing. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Make sure to follow us and give us a good rating wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Hush My Mouth Pod. Bye. Bye. Hush my mouth. I will be able to. <laughs>